Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Go Rangers Radio, right here on the Go Hockey Media Radio Network. Broadcasting live from Windham Mountain, New York, on location. And also, yours truly here, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, bringing you live, and our good friend, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD. Say hi to the folks, everybody. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Holy, what is up? You have got to be excited. You have been, for the last couple of weeks, month or whatever, been saying, can't we just get to the trade deadline? Sick of talking about what's going to happen to Kreider. What are we going to do? Goalie situation, blah, blah, blah. Well, here we are, my friend. The last show that we talk about, what are the Rangers going to do? Yes, what are they going to do? As we inch a little bit closer and we get to watch uh, NBC NHL presentation tonight and all the different uh, hearsays and what says of where Mr. Kreider's going. The New York Islanders, buddy? Is that possible? Oh. Please, God, no. I would rather the Rangers give Kreider like a 10-year, $100 million deal than see him skate around in an island of Jersey. I, I just don't want to see it at all. Although, Paulie, you know, somebody brought up to me, because I did tweet that out the other day. Somebody did bring up to me, like, how great would it be if the Rangers, you know, and the package that, you know, is going out there that, you know, these guys are now saying, you know, that Kreider could could eventually get you know bob mckenzie was on um nbc tonight discussing what credit can be bring back and basically saying a first round pick a top prospect a maybe lower level prospect and a conditional pick could so could you imagine if the rangers get from the islanders first round pick say wallstrom um a lower level prospect and then a conditional pick Kreider goes to them, they lose in the first round, and then the and then Kreider re-signs with the Rangers. How amazing would that be? I'd almost rather see him in an Islander uniform just for that, so we can get like the Islanders' top prospect, a first-round pick from them, and then and then them have absolutely nothing to show for it. It'd almost be like the Tavares situation all over again. That would be amazing. Well, there you go, folks. There's no doubt that Kevin Delore is a diehard Ranger fan. As he is <laughs> wishing nothing but ill will and uh, <laughs> representation to the New York Islanders. That would be a twisted kind of world that you're talking about there, buddy. And, uh, yeah, most Rangers fans wouldn't uh, probably mind that. But I think it's going to be a little crazy. One thing that they were saying, though, uh, I like is uh, the Rangers and Gorton are probably going to hang into the last minute there and, and get the most for uh, – for Kreider as they possibly can, which obviously for the franchise and for the team is going to be the uh, ultimate best result for us. Uh, and the way to, you know, Kreider's been playing the last, you know, couple of weeks for a month, I should say, it's, uh, it'll be tough to say goodbye to old Chris Kreider. 
But if we get the goods in return, I guess we will have to say adieu. But this is the crazy NHL with the fact that he might be able to be resigned. And wouldn't that be a crazy world? Yeah, I mean, I'm still, again, I, I go back and forth every five minutes on this. I mean, if, you know, if the Rangers can get this deal done where it's a shorter term uh, deal, which everybody would love, I think it'd be the best thing for the team in this rebuild. It'd be the best thing for Kreider um to bring him back on like a five-year deal i think it would be perfect for where they are in the rebuild i think he'd be a huge part of it you know that veteran presence he, he's obviously uh still has a lot of hockey left in him um and and i think that that would be you know the way both sides and, and the fans included would like to see it go having said that you know to be able to get that kind of package for crier who is essentially a rental um and and still potentially have the possibility of re-signing him in the off season, um you know that may just be too much for the Rangers uh to to pass on um and to bring in that that big of a package. I mean you're seeing uh what a great job Gordon has been doing stockpiling picks and then turning those picks into players who are are making a difference this year. Um you know Heedle. Um, and they make and even the trades that they're making, you know, Fox and um, Lingren and all these young guys that they're, that they're bringing in and they just made the trade for Gauthier. And um, so uh, Gordon has been able to do a great job with the, either picks he's getting or the prospects um, that he's picking up from other teams and in, in all these trades that they've been making the last two years while they were sort of cleaning house. So, you know, if they decide to go the way of, of trading credit for another big package of, of picks and prospects you know I, i'm still excited for what that could mean uh for the rangers going forward i, I do think it, it puts the rebuild back another year or so because look you got to now replace a crider and you're having more young guys come in so and you're waiting for them to develop so you know uh, there's pluses and minuses to it but you know if you could stockpile some more with a huge package man goodness that's tough to say no to Absolutely, man. It's 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 a it's a power of strength that the Rangers are dealing from, which is uh, a pretty cool thing. And and that alludes to what you were saying before about mentioning the uh, the Gaudier trade. Gaudier, another guy with a crazy name. I gotta remember. How do you how do you say his name, KD? I think it's Gautier. Gautier. All right. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's good hockey uh, language <laughs> there. So, what do you think about uh, them getting Gautier in here for uh, a guy like Keane, who you were pretty uh, looking forward to seeing? Yeah, I mean, you hate to see a guy like Keane go because uh, I thought he did have a um, a bright future here. I think he is going to be a good player. He's lighting it up um, in the AHL, in the AHL as a defenseman. So, um, you know, uh, you got to give to get. Um, the Rangers, as we discuss here all the time, have sort of an embarrassment of riches um, on defense in, in their pipeline. Um, they are weak up front, um, at forward, on the wings. So, you know, they, they were able to trade from a strength to address a weakness. So on paper, I, I think it's a great trade. Uh, this guy is a natural goal scorer, big kid um, who also has speed. You know, a lot of range of fans have been saying this could potentially be, you know, the Kreider replacement, uh, young, 22 years old. Um, so if they do decide to move Kreider, this, this could potentially be the guy who comes and fills in. Um, and, and if you're only giving up a, a defensive prospect to potentially replace Kreider, I mean, that that's a hell of a trade. You know, just seeing the, the response from uh, a lot of the Carolina fans, they didn't seem very happy with the trade. 
apparently Gautier, the issue that he was having, you know, cracking Carolina's lineup is that they have a lot of forwards. Um, so they, you know, it ran into a little bit of a log jam there. They needed the defensive help. So it seemed that it was like one of those hockey trades that sort of helped both teams. But I, I, I'm looking forward to this kid. Uh, you know, he had the four, fourth most goals, I think, in the AHL this year. One of the top goal scorers last year. So the kid can score. You know, it's just a matter of whether that his AHL game can translate into the NHL game, which isn't always easy. But again, big body. He's got speed. Um, seems like he's got good hands. I, I haven't seen much other than a couple of clips, you know, the last couple of days. So, you know, I like that the Rangers stuck him right into the lineup tonight against the Blackhawks. Let, you know, let's get him going. And, you know, another guy, you know, young guy you're bringing in, and which means you're getting a, you know, a fringe guy like McKegg. You know, he's a guy I love. You know, I love McKegg. <laughs> but, you know, he is a fringe guy, and, and that's another guy out of the lineup. Again, you're seeing all these guys who were in the lineup at the beginning of the year that everybody's concerned about. Why is Quinn putting these guys in? And and now they're all getting out, like Haley and Mike Smith and, and, and now McCagg. Um, so as Quinn is feeling, you know, more and more comfortable with the young guys and they're showing in they're showing some development in their game, um, they're getting more ice time and, and the lineup is looking better, which has led to uh, improved play overall by the team. Absolutely, and uh, uh, we are doing this podcast during the Rangers uh, game against the Blackhawks here tonight, and uh, never just pop one in there, and maybe a guy like uh, Gauthier is going to make some of the other guys play a little better. Nice to see Bookie, Bookie get on the board there, Snoochie Boochies, and uh, Rangers are up 2-1 now with about uh, 17 left in the third. Um, I still can't believe that Bucinevich is someone that is out there as, as the Rangers potentially trading, and, and we discussed this last week, how counterproductive is that to a rebuild a, a 24 year old uh winger who could potentially put up 50 points this year you want to trade it seems that, like that's the type of guy you want to trade for in a rebuild you know i i just don't understand how his name is is uh sort of popping up there and 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 especially now after he, he there's always been some trepidation from from ranger fans sort of the uh uh old school ranger fans who like you know more of a physical player have been down on on Buchnevich as sort of uh, you know maybe a lazy player shies away from the physical play. But how about that cross check on Marshawn the other day after he crossed <laughs> Lingren? There, I saw it live. I, I, that's right, you were at the game. I, I think he turned any anyone who was a Buchnevich hater um, before that game is now completely in love with the guy. Um, so now he has the entire fan base behind him. Um, so I'd be shocked and disappointed if, if he's a guy who ends up going um you know i by the trade deadline i think that would be a terrible mistake well katie what do you think is the overall stigma against Buchnevich? i mean you know 35 now 36 points uh on the season with the goal tonight i mean what's the story do you think it's just a matter of um, not scoring more goals or not putting up more points what do you think the stigma is outside of you know like i said you preach it uh, you know, with the rebuild, is uh, as far as patience with, uh, you know, Capocacco, and is Butchnevich deserving of that as well? Yeah, I think there's uh, there's been questions over the years about his commitment level off the ice. You know, then you you saw early on in his career where AV, you know, was putting him on the fourth line a lot with, you know, um, you know Tanner Glass and and some of the other sort of fourth line, uh, you know, enforcers. Um, as, as he never really 
did well with his sort of defensive responsibilities and, um, you know, was never in the right place and, and that kind of stuff. And then, look, he's, he was still young, sort of learning the league and, and you know, was was given some tough love along the way. And, and he's prone to take some uh, some shifts off from time to time. But it seems as though over the last couple of months, he's he's been one of the Rangers' best players by far. He wasn't scoring, and now, you know, he is starting to find the back of the net. So, you know, I think he still has a little bit of that, uh, like you said, sort of stigma maybe that he's a lazy player and, you know, takes plays off and, and didn't work hard, you know, outside the rink to prepare himself for the game. So, you know, whether that's the case now or not, or those were just rumors and they sort of spread a little bit or whatever it is, you know, he's turning into, and again, he's only 24 years old, he, whatever it is, he's he's really turned it around this year. Uh, he's a guy you, you want to have on the team in, in a rebuild, a 24-year-old who's on his way up, in my opinion, um, and, and I think is only going to get better. So um, I'm excited for him. I, I think any concerns that Ranger fans may have about him um, have been wiped away, in my opinion, and uh, is someone that, that should be a huge part of this rebuild going forward. Hey, buddy, we should probably stay on air until this game is over. Uh, Strom just scored. We're up 3-1 now. <laughs> Kreider got the assist on Bucci's goal. <laughs> and, uh, Tony D and, and Mika assisted on Strom. So they're up 3-1 now with uh, nice. less than 14 minutes. All good stuff. With a good luck charm, I think, there, Paulie. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not allowed to go to the Garden anymore after Sundays. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Man, but, you know, go ahead, bud. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, just looking at, you know, how this team and, and their they're scoring these two third period goals here, and they really have a, a, a panache for that the sort of late game heroics lately. They had that huge comeback in Minnesota. They had the late uh, tie breaking goal. Kreider had the tie breaking goal in Columbus. You know, they almost came back in the in the Boston game where they they pretty much played awful the first fifty minutes of the game. You know, got it to within one and almost tied it up at the end. Um, and and now today you see the the two third period goals i mean we don't know how the game's gonna end up so you know this team under quinn is always plays hard i mean that's one thing you can't question i I know a lot of people went after quinn earlier in the year in the lineups you know i i've always um defended him and and saw his reasoning behind that to you know that the veterans that he was putting in were more placeholders than than you know guys that he was putting in there because he thinks the team would be better you know with him in the lineup but yeah always playing hard for quinn um, always playing to the you know final whistle, and uh, you know it's it's definitely showing. And and uh, the last couple of weeks here, um, where they're, where they're coming through late in games, crunch time, and that, that just shows a growth and and development of this team. And another great thing for the rebuild, and to, to that Ranger fan should be completely ecstatic about. Absolutely, Hawks just put one back in, so it's three two now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know you spot. It's just York and three goals, man. It's uh, I think it's a pretty good chance the Rangers going to come out on top of this one here tonight. And speaking of goaltend, buddy, uh, Georgie, I've got a f- couple of starts there in a row, and Hank hasn't seen, uh, hasn't been between the pipes here now in a in a real game in quite a while. So, uh, what's your take here on 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 Hank just chilling out on the bench, and uh, you know, the obviously uh, the back and forth here with the goaltenders? It definitely seems obviously just by in terms of who Quinn's been playing, Shesty and Georgie have been the one two here. Um, and now with the trade deadline coming up, and we still don't know what's going to go on here. But uh, just a quick take on the last couple of weeks here with Quinn's decision and keeping Hank on the bench. 
Yeah, I mean, it's exactly where Lundqvist should be. He shouldn't be playing. I mean, there's no reason for him to be playing. Um, he's not part of the rebuild. He's not going to be part of the rebuild. And Shostyorkin and Georgiev need to be playing as much as possible, whether that's to continue their development so that when this team is ready to contend in a couple of years, they're ready to go, or it's to showcase a guy like Georgiev. I mean, uh, you can't find me a reason other than uh, sentimental to be starting Lundqvist right now. And, and, and that just doesn't cut it. When, when teams make decisions based on emotion is, is when they start making mistakes. You know, this team is, is in the rebuild. They need to get these guys, Georgiev and Chesterk in minutes. And, and that's what Quinn is doing. And I give, him, I give him tremendous credit for it. That's not an easy decision to sit in icon um, like Lundqvist and, and just sort of let him linger there, but he's doing what's best for the team, what's best for the organization. Um, and it's not like Lundqvist has been playing bad this year. I mean, you could potentially make an argument that he probably should be playing ahead of Georgiev, but um, th- that really doesn't matter this year. I don't care that he could potentially be better than Georgiev or, or Shostorkin. I mean, he's not playing better than Shostorkin, but... Um, it's all about the future and the rebuild and, and Lundqvist isn't going to be a part of it. So, you know, it's a tough way to see him go out, but look, he signed on for this. He knew, or at least had to know that this could potentially be the scenario that takes place. And, you know, I don't know if what's happened over the last couple of weeks is enough for him to move his no trade clause. It'd be interesting to see, if um, the Rangers have approached him on that and, and if it's something now he's starting to become frustrated where he does want to play um, and, and maybe he, he'd entertain that. Now, the other end of that is, are any teams interested in Lundqvist in a, in a 37-year-old? Is he 37? How old is Lundqvist these days? 37-year-old. Pretty sure you got it, yeah. Goal, yeah, 37-year-old goaltender who hasn't played in like a month. Um, so are teams interested in, in, in that kind of player? I mean, Colorado, who's a team that I sort of connected Lundqvist with, Grubauer went down um, the other night. So they could potentially be looking for a goaltender. But I don't know if Georgiev is someone they'd be more interested in, in having or maybe they want to bring in Hank as more of a stopgap until Grubauer is, is healthy. Um, obviously, the Rangers would have to eat a tremendous amount or half his salary. And they really probably wouldn't get much back um, for Lundqvist. But... Again, you allow Lundqvist the chance of potentially winning a cup. Um, you get his salary, at least a large portion of his salary, off the books. And, uh, you know, hopefully both of them part on, on good terms. So, it, like I said, it's a tough situation. We all love Hank. And um, it'd be great for him to retire here and maybe retire with a, with a cup. But, you know, that's just not realistic. Um, so I, I love the way Quinn has been handling it lately. Um Look, they keep Lundqvist on the bench, which is fine. Um, if you want to, you know, not completely um, make him look bad by, by putting him up in the press box, um, that's fine. But, um, you know me, I, I've hated the three goalie monster from day one. And, and what's actually amazing is it, it actually hasn't affected this team one iota. Or, you know, it hasn't affected Chesterkin's play. Like you said, Georgiev came in the other day. He was fantastic in the three games that, that he played in. Um, and, and the team has has been playing the best hockey they've played all year. So, you know, maybe I was wrong that the three-goalie monster, uh, you know, actually is sustainable. Now, it's really only been two goalies. Lundqvist really hasn't been playing. 
but um, it's it's actually Quinn again. I give him all the credit in the world. It's he's actually made it work, um, and and we'll see what happens to the trade deadline. <laughs> well, buddy, this just in: we're missing a great game. Kreider just popped in a goal, and Panarin just scored. So they're five two now with ten to go. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, you know what? I can't even like. While we're doing the show, I can't even have it on because I would not be paying attention to what we were saying at all. So I turned it <laughs> off. Um, so I'm not even watching it. I don't have it I'm, on. I'm just I'm going back between the apps here, and I'm just kind of keeping tabs on it. And I think it's just kind of funny. There are five two now. <laughs> that's so great. Awesome. That's good stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, and this I guess alludes to the overall play of the team. I know it's something that you wanted to discuss here. Um, and just to remind everybody, we're, we're doing this. Uh, uh, I'm up in Wyndham, New York here on location. We're trying. This is uh, pretty new here. I'm uh, not used to my old uh, studio setup here. but uh, And I'm in pain, KD. I'm like been up and down uh, taking my daughter uh, ski-we-skiing today and everything. So I'm like, uh, I'm sorry if I'm a little reserved tonight as far as my punch. But, um, you know, they, they were running good into that Boston game. Feeling pretty good. You know, I went to the game on Sunday. And uh, it was just great to be back in the garden. And, man, you were right, man, with the T-shirts and the and the balloon going around. I was really upset about that. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been to the garden seeing that show. Uh, and the flag crew was there, which was good. Um, but, yeah, they just they just really didn't – it's kind of weird how, you know, as far as – you know, we're going to talk about the overall play of the team here, how they just kind of – they seem to be checked out. You know, the power play couldn't get going. Uh, it did, they just weren't themselves, obviously, until it was too late till the end. And, um, but you know, what are you going to do? And, and now they bounce back here, uh, against the Hawks. So I guess they should be because the Hawks just aren't really, uh, the, the team that they used to play, even though they still have all these great names on the, on the squad. But this has been the MO of this team. And I know we've talked about it as far as, you know, where we feel this team is headed. Uh, you know, we talked about Quinn last time we talked about this lineup, obviously Gauthier coming in changes things up a little bit, but. It's been the same, pretty you know, the same lineup throughout. Not a lot of injuries, if any at all. And here they are, you know, bouncing back, and and they're spreading the goals around again too, which is great, buddy. So, you know, talk about you know how you feeling about them after the Boston game, and now bouncing bouncing back against the Hawks tonight. Yeah, I look. I I didn't expect much going into the Boston game. They're one of the best teams in the league, you know, and and I I think that was probably some of the reason that the Rangers weren't playing well is that Boston's a good team and they do that to you. They're a very good defensive team, but I do give the Rangers credit in that game because they played well defensively also, which to me has been the key uh, turnaround for this team. I mean, they were just so atrocious early on in the year defensively. Um, and, and you wondered with the offense that the Rangers had, if they just played like mediocre, um, it should be good enough for this team to, to go on a little bit of run. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, this defense hasn't been great by any stretch of the imagination, but they've been good enough. Um, and and I think that that's led to um, this turnaround where, where they've been one of the better teams in the league. I mean, there was a stat the other day that the Rangers had the fifth most regulation wins in the NHL. I mean, think about that top five regulation wins in the NHL. I mean, if that doesn't show you how good of a team this is, because especially now in the NHL where the overtime is three on three and, you know, and then obviously you go into a shootout, it's all a crapshoot. I mean, that's not hockey. It's not real hockey. So in the portion of the game, that's actually hockey. The Rangers are the fifth best team in the NHL it was fifth or sixth, whatever it was fifth or sixth best team in the NHL. 
I'd say that uh, Quinn, who's taken a lot of uh, um, blame from Ranger fans, a lot of criticism um, from Ranger fans this year of sort of not knowing what he's doing and, and destroying the team and the rebuild and will never win with them. I don't know. I think the guy's doing a pretty damn good job um, when he has the fifth or sixth most regulation wins in all of the NHL. Um, so, you know, I, I think that the rebuild is is on track, maybe even past my expectations of, of where they could be. I mean, they're an entertaining team. I mean, you know when you're going to put on the game that it's going to be an entertaining team. They're going to you know, put it all on the line. You're going to see young kids flying around. It's not always going to be perfect. Um, but it, it's what exactly you want to see as part of a rebuild, a, a young team, a dynamic team, you know, putting it all out there and, and they're winning games now. So, um, if you're a Ranger fan, you can't be happier with the way things are going. But having said that, that can all change next week, um, at the trade deadline, because if a Kreider does go, if a Strom goes, Georgiev, D'Angelo, you name the person, um, that the team this year is probably going to take a little bit of a hit. Um, but that's okay. I still think that the future of the team is, is beyond bright and, and the envy of a lot of fan bases um, around the league who would love to be you know, building things the way the Rangers have, which hopefully will lead to a sort of sustained success you know, over the next decade or so. Um, and, and I'm really... I'm excited with the way that Gordon and JD, JD, you know, more recently, but really Gordon have have built this team and and the way that Quinn has has led this team, um, you know, early on where where they basically made the young guys fight for playing time, fight for positions on this team where they look, they gave the positions to guys like Haley and Smith and and um, and and forced Heedle to work his way back from the AHL. Um, they're forcing, um, you know, Howden to, to get his time. Anderson, um, unfortunately, didn't work out for him. But, you know, it's just that's an example for the other young guys to see, look, if, if I don't uh, work hard, if I'm not putting up um, points, if I'm not doing the right things away from um, the play, I, I'm not going to be on this team anymore. So I think it's good that, other players have seen that there's repercussions to um you know not playing quote unquote the right way um and 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 it's and it's paying off with what you're seeing from the players and and the team right now so i'm excited yeah well we all got to be excited it's it's now six three kevin there's advantage i just scored (laughs) so uh, what is going on in this game goodness (laughs) Well, I tell you what, we'll uh, we'll put an, uh, a bow tie on this one here. Um, I don't know why I say bow tie, Kev, but I should be saying ribbon. I think that's what I mean to say. But what I want I want to <laughs> say is next week is just a massive week uh, for the New York Rangers uh, for a couple of reasons. Obviously, they're going to come out on top here tonight, and then they've got Carolina on Friday, and then they play the Sharks at home. Carolina should definitely be a tough game. Uh, not to make San Jose a pushover, but they've been struggling. And then next week, obviously, Monday, the trade deadline. And then we have the Islanders, Montreal, and then back-to-back against Philly. So on March 1st, I mean, obviously, uh, we'll be going on air next Wednesday night, uh, you know, after the trade deadline, after the Islander game. But, man, uh, if you just look at all the things that could happen, number one, for the Rangers at the trade deadline, and then 
you know, those three huge games, especially if the if the guys come out on top here against the Canes and the Sharks to wrap up this weekend. It's been a long, long time, KD, since the Rangers have looked at, at like, you know, such a big week, uh, not only around the trading deadline, but also a slate of games that might get this team, either with new players or not, rebuild or not, but maybe even a little closer to the playoffs. And as much as we enjoy this team, talking about their overall play, the goaltending situation, everything else, man, if they can creep into the playoffs, man, it'd be something special uh, to put a ribbon or a cap on this second year of Coach Quinn's season, uh, you know, Coach Quinn's career uh, and this rebuild season. Yeah, um, I, I've said that was too much year. for you, right, Katie? I know. I've said all year, and, and <laughs> it's not about wins and losses. By the way, if if anybody saw it, I pull. I know you did. One of our readers said was putting together a Go Rangers radio drinking game. Yes. And one of the times you drink is when I say it's not about wins and losses. So everyone drink. <laughs> and I've called um, you, Katie, quite a few times this evening. <laughs> that's right. Um, but, it, you know, like I said, it's not about wins and losses. Having said that, <laughs> yes, it, if this team can somehow sneak its way in the playoffs, man, that would be such an amazing experience for these young guys and will only accelerate, you know, the rebuild that much more. Even if they're, like, swept out in the first round against, you know, Boston or, or uh, Washington or wherever it is they end up playing in, in, the, in the first round. It, it, you know, just to even be in that situation where you get, you know, Shostorkin – some playoff games and Kako and, and, you know, all the rest, uh, Hedl and, and all these young guys. And even, you know, I'd love to see Panarin get, you know, a little, little postseason action, you know, just, you know, as a, as a thank you almost like for signing with this team in, in the midst of a rebuild and um, it, it, almost like a reward there for him um, uh, for, you know, coming here and, and, you know, putting, maybe putting aside, you know, a couple of winning seasons. We could have gone somewhere else with a, a more of a ready-made team. Um, so uh, that would be an exciting time. Um, I I'm still don't think they'll end up there, and and it really doesn't matter to me. Again, um, it's not the goal this year. It was never my goal this year for this team. It was more about uh, development than than actually making the playoffs. Next year, next year is about definitely making the playoffs. But you know, for me, it's it's to continue to watch this team develop. Um, and again, it would be interesting to see, and that may change. I mean, that may change on Monday, depending on what they do. Um, and, and, and my expectations could do a complete 180 on Monday, depending on what happens. But, um, yeah, if they get in the playoffs, that'd be something I'd be, I'd be fired up for this young, uh, hungry team to get into the playoffs. Well, as this last show pre-trading deadline, there's no doubt this team has been a ton of fun to not only watch but to talk about um, to this point. And there's no doubt, KD, that after the trading deadline, <laughs> uh, next week, next week's show is going to be uh, something else because we will definitely have a lot to talk about. And if these guys do get in the playoffs, I mean, no doubt we're going to have some, you know, if everybody stays healthy, we've got the guys to play the Nets and the defense is playing better. And, you know, you see uh, Six Spot go up here tonight from the scoring. And whether they get somebody in or nobody goes, again, I think we can ride this team out uh, for the rest of this year, too, and, and just sit back and enjoy it. So it'll be a lot of fun. And with that said, Kevin, uh, what is your Rangers Man Crush of the Week if you do have one? Actually, my Man Crush of the Week, and it's usually never a player, 
<laughs> but I I will give my man crush of the week to Lingren. This guy has what? taken an absolute beating this week. Sticks to the face. Hits. You see, he went feet first into the corner. I thought he broke both his ankles in the first period today. His feet, he, he more and more, when the Rangers traded for him, um, they, he was said to be a Dan Girardi-type defenseman. And he's living up to that. I think he's he's more skilled than Dan Girardi. But um, Lingren has been fantastic this week. I, I've earned so much more respect for him. His face is all cut up, and he's got a black eye. And again, I thought he broke both his ankles. He went feet first into the board tonight. And uh, I, he's becoming more and more a fan favorite every game. Um, he, he also he got destroyed tonight, too. His helmet went flying off. And this guy may not survive the season. Um, but he's putting it all on the line um, every night. Um, for the blue shirts and and this Rangers fan appreciates what he's doing. Well, I gotta agree with you, man. That's a good call. I'm just finally glad it was a player. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Ashley Paulie, my my man crush of the week. One A is you, my friend, for taking time away from your family vacation to go on with the podcast this week, um, so we could set everybody up for the trade deadline so kudos to you my friend well i, I couldn't go a week without speaking to you buddy you know that <laughs> <laughs> i know i do have that effect and and, and, me, so. and i feel like uh, you know booch check cross-checked me in the back right now <laughs> <With loads of pain. laughs> but it's all good and i'm glad we got this in and to everybody playing the uh go rangers radio drinking game you should all be hammered by now <laughs> we got them all in i think and uh we'll go from there but anybody uh say goodbye to the folks kd bye folks all right, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in for this special short edition of the Go Rangers Radio broadcast uh, on location at Wyndham Hill in New York. And uh, we'll be back next week woo, after the trade deadline. But until then, tonight, the big win, two big games this weekend. And as always, let's go Rangers! <laughs>